the podcast. Hi, Megan. Hi. What's new, girl? Long time no talk. I know, but don't mind me. We haven't spoken since you've been microchipped. I want to hear about you. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't record last week. Let me just say this. First of all, let me say this. Um, me and Megan talk every day. <laughs> For anybody that's me, like, we literally have not spoken since the last podcast. <laughs> um, and then last week, Megan's in Phoenix, and so she has, like, a social life and, like, friends and, like, family and, like, people who want to interact with her, like, in person. Oh, my God, stop. And then my sister was in town last Thursday, so then we couldn't record last week. So now we're recording this week. Teehee. Oh, I will say it's because trivia is on Wednesday nights at, like, the neighborhood bar here. And, wow, Zips? I love it. Huh? Zips? No, I wish. Um, the It's called The Porch. It's actually, like, newish. Um, but it's literally, like, right down the street from here. So I love me some trivia. It's been nice to partake in that. So, yeah. That's wow, must be nice. So Wednesday is the one day of the week that I have something to do. <laughs> My calendar's pretty free. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, yes, since the last time we talked, I've been vaccinated. Well, I got the first dose. Yay! Yeah, so Congrats. thank you. Um, yeah, I I mean, I've started growing scales. Like. <laughs> tongue is like long and split into like a little fork prong and you now go by chet lorp right i go by chet lorp i blink sideways (laughs) (laughs) i work in a a pizza place in washington dc that's like a front a lot of changes very quickly (laughs) but that's really cool really though did you have any like side of like tell us about your experience um i didn't so yeah i got my Micro chip, aka I got the COVID vaccine. We're and you got it was uh you got by the way. Pfizer, right? <laughs> no, I got the Moderna. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't have a choice. It was just like whatever they had. Right. And um, so I got the first vaccine or like the, the first dose. Um, not this past Tuesday, but last Tuesday. Um, I got it at Walmart and at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, like at the pharmacy. Oh. Yeah, um, and it was pretty easy. Like, I just signed up online, and then I um, went through my appointment, and I just, like, had to, like, give them my insurance card and, like, my ID, mm-hmm. and um, then I just, like, filled out, like, one form, and it was literally just, like, put a check mark next to how you are eligible. So I put a check mark, and I signed my name. And then they took me back, they gave me the shot, and it didn't feel like anything, like it didn't even hurt anything. Like, I didn't even feel it. Wow. Because, um, like, it's such a small dose, and it's like a tiny needle. Huh. So if you're, like, afraid of shots, like, it really, I would, like, be honest if it was, like, painful. And it really was not. Nice. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, I'm afraid of shots, but, like, I've gotten every single shot in my life so far. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's not like I wouldn't get this one. But right. yeah, I do understand that other people have like a much larger fear of needles. Yeah, like and she was like, okay. Like I like I obviously tell like she like did it, <laughs> but like it wasn't painful. Mm-hmm. Um and so then she just 
booked it. It was like super quick. And then I just had to wait um, there for 10 minutes while they just made sure like I didn't have like an allergic reaction. And then right. they Which scheduled. Anyway, I think, right? Yeah. And then, um, so I'll get my second dose on the 30th and that's it. And then, um, I didn't have any side effects. Like my arm kind of just felt like sore, like kind of like, you know, like growing pain feeling. Right. It just kind of felt like that for like an hour. Uh, and then that was it. Um, I know most people get like the side effects with the second dose and that's when people get like a headache. Or just feel, like, very fatigued. So, we'll see. But, um, yeah. And then my both my parents got vaccinated as well. So. Ooh. That's so cool. Yeah. Ooh. It's been great. Oh it's God. just, like, such a relief. Like, it's just, like. Yeah, but... mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are you hearing me? <laughs> yeah, I bet I'm hearing whatever dog is, like, freaking out. A lot going on over here. Let me get to a quieter area. Literally helicopters. Helicopters above me. And dogs barking everywhere. Um, but yeah, so that's it. And I just saw online that I think that the vaccine is going to be um, available to, like, every American May 1st. Oh, so. I hadn't seen that yet. But yay. Yeah. This summer is um, looking up, folks. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, like, very exciting. I almost forgot that I even got it because it was, like, two weeks ago. Or, like, I guess not two weeks ago. It was, like, a week and a half ago. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very cool. Like, it was just, like, I don't, I don't know why, but the whole time I was, like, like, because I made my appointment on Saturday to go on Tuesday. And... Mm-hmm. I was just like, they're going to deny me. They're going to deny me. They're going to deny me. Even, like, up until, like, I was, like, giving her all my information. I was like, they're probably going to send me home. And, like, that's okay. And then they didn't, like, ask me any questions. I didn't lie about, like, how I'm eligible. I'm eligible um, because they said anybody who works in behavioral health is can get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. I work in behavioral health. And I even was like, I, like, work at home. Whatever. Like, I was honest. And they were like, I th- that's fine. They just said, like, bring your work badge. And I was like, my work badge just has, like, my my name and, like, my company's logo. Like, it doesn't say anything specific. And they were like, that's fine. And they didn't even ask to see it. Um, they didn't ask me, like, any questions. <laughs> and I think that they're just, like, wanting to get people vaccinated. Right. That's what I've been hearing. Because I would also I'd say a surprising amount of people I know in Phoenix are getting vaccinated. I think because, well, I know a couple people who work in healthcare, um, financial aid, or not financial aid, but like financial workers have the ability to get it, and um, teachers, and I know a bunch of teachers, and then at first, I guess in Phoenix, like, there was kind of like a free-for-all, where like, if you had an elder grandparent, or parent even, who was eligible to get it, that like, you could pretty much just go along with them in the car, and be like, oh shit. And be like, hey, can I get it too? And, like, they would give it to you. Um, just because, like you said, like, they're just trying to get everyone vaccinated. Um, I think that they've kind of, like, tightened up on those restrictions around here since then. So, like, my dad got vaccinated today. And I was joking around, like, should I go with you as your caregiver? But, you know, I didn't because I don't think that they would do that. 
but yeah, it's just really refreshing to know how many people I'm around that are getting vaccinated. I'm not yet. I'll probably be one of the last eligible, but that's okay because, you know, as long as everyone else is, we'll get there. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah. And plus like, they like, they're not going to. I am eligible, but, like, they're not going to turn me away because they're, I've already taken my dose out. You know what I mean? It's, like, they would have to toss that. Um, right. So they're right. not going to, like, fight anyone because it's, like, well, they have to use these doses. So um, yeah, I think ex- that I just didn't feel what? real, and that's why I kept thinking, like, they're going to deny me because ju- it just didn't feel real. Even though I knew, like, I was eligible, it just, like, didn't feel like it was, like, a real thing that could happen. And so then I was just, like, having anxiety. Yeah, no, I would feel the same way. But that's so cool. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. And my neighbor is actually the one who told me about it. Um, and so she's vaccinated, too. So it's been, like, really nice because now we can, like, <laughs> when we talk, like, on our porch, we, like, stand, like, very far apart. But now we can, like, have normal conversations. Cute. Yeah. yeah and then, like, obviously with, like, my parents, it's like thank god (laughs) I mean my parents are pretty young and like healthy but you know it's just like such a peace of mind yeah definitely well yay we're on the up and up I know this is such a different conversation than our usual (laughs) (laughs) opening I know and then the words of like Paul Rudd look at us (laughs) who would have thought who would have thought not me it's just like I just never thought that we would have like a vaccine and then even when we did get the vaccine I never thought I'd be a person that would be able to get it right like it just seemed so distant and then when I was like oh like I actually can get it (laughs) then I was like oh wait (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining you like walking away from the place like that like paparazzi picture of Leonardo DiCaprio just like (laughs) (laughs) It was more like, are they going to stop me on my way out and be like, actually, we need to take this vaccine out. Like, you actually need to cut off your arm. <laughs> you weren't supposed to get it. <laughs> but, so yeah, that's what's going on with me. Anything going on with you? How's how's our hometown? Yeah, no, like you said, I've been in Phoenix and it's been fun to be around family and friends it's just always nice to have a little change of pace especially after a year like this so yeah yeah, there's a lot going on um two of my slash our friends are getting married at the end of the month so that's the big reason why I'm here uh just I wouldn't have to like travel right before the wedding and all that glory um so yeah just lots to be happy about for, for the first time in a while I know we're like two different people we're like <laughs> Megan hi how are you oh my god isn't everything just so grand I and miss like, the old pop culture episode, <laughs> yeah if you listen to the last episode it's like I will end my life <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we can be a little dramatic <laughs> dude things got dark in February quite literally because you know it's shorter days Tomorrow. Yeah, isn't daylight savings time like this weekend? Anywho, um, oh, it is. I Wait, think so. What does that mean? So I'll be back on three-hour difference. Yeah, you lose. You spring forward, so you lose an hour. Oh well, that's fucked up. But I'm glad that you said that because, you know, I'm working here, but I need to be on um, East Coast 
hours. So I've been enjoying waking up at seven instead of six, but now it's going to change. So cool. Kill me. Now I'm pissed again. <laughs> they suck again. You just completely fucking spiral. <laughs> yeah. But really. But so glad you told me or else I would have just been chilling. <laughs> well, yeah, because for anybody who doesn't know, Arizona is the only state that doesn't um, observe daylight savings. And so I can see how that get, could get very sticky for you. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> when I moved to Seattle and people were like, can you believe it's like daylight savings? Like, I had no idea because like, it's like, well, my computer and my phone change automatically. So <laughs> like, I, I don't even notice a difference. I know. But like in Arizona, I feel like it, the days were always the same. Right. Like it gets. Yeah. Like, like the sun comes up at like seven and sets at like six. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> it varies between sunrise between like six and seven and sunset between like six and seven all year round. So when yeah. I moved to New York and probably similar to you in Seattle and like shit was getting dark at like four thirty in the winter, I was like, what the fuck? But then summers are sick. Cause it's like somewhat light until like 9 PM. Oh, Seattle is insane. If you've never been to Seattle, like in the summer, it's like a fucking trip. Like the sun rises, I swear to God, at, like, 4 a.m. and sets at, like, 11 p.m. And I'm not even, like, exaggerating. Like, it's insane. Like, it's, like, literally, like, 20 hours of sun and, like, the most perfect weather. And then, but then the winter, the fall, winter, spring. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, the sun will set at, like, 2 p.m. It's, like, nighttime at 2 p.m. And you're, like, at your desk. I literally, at my old job, had to buy a lamp for my desk because I couldn't see my keyboard at, like, 1 in the afternoon. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that can be really depressing but everyone in Arizona just does whatever the fuck they want to do I've learned so (laughs) yeah but yeah that's like the thing with Arizona it's like yeah the days are like that I've tried explaining to that to other people too like the the sun and will rise and set pretty much the same time every day right so all year round uh, good times um I haven't been to Arizona in three and like a half years (laughs) I know I was thinking that just like five minutes ago when I mentioned the porch, I was like, damn, you haven't been here in a hot minute. That's because like my, my family doesn't really live. There. I have one sister who still lives there, but she lives on the West side. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't have a car. And <laughs> like the West side is so far and like no one wants to drive out there. Right. So. Yeah. No one cares. This is literally talk. us just talking to each other because we haven't talked in so long. I know. <laughs> On the phone. It's like home. It's a lovely day. place to visit, but I can't say that I would want to live here again. Yeah. Same. Like, if I had to live there again, I'd be totally fine. I think it's, like, a fine place. That's the thing. Like, I'm very content with Arizona, but I don't have, like, like, when I think about Louisiana, I'm, like, or, like, New Orleans, it's, like, I'm so in love with New Orleans. Or even, like, when I think about Seattle, it's, like, oh, I love Seattle. And, like, when I think about Arizona, I'm, like, like it was a great place to grow up and like it's a fine place to live but there's nothing that's like oh god like in Seattle it's like god like the summers are so beautiful and like the the views and like the scenery and like the taking the ferries and like all this stuff and it's like New Orleans it's like the few food the culture like the neighbors the music like it's all so great and then when I think about Arizona I'm like yeah like it's a fine place to live <laughs> right right I feel the same way so 
shout out um, to Tempe if you know what's good for you. Um, what have you been days, dude? Yeah, Tempe. Well, yeah. After we moved, like Arizona, like Phoenix popped off, and I was like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, find Tempe on any list of like great places to live even though we're just saying how it's not but yeah still it was no I loved living in Tempe but it was like there's nothing specific about like it's a great place to live if you're just like a you know like Monday through Friday and like you want to get married and like you know just kind of live like a suburban mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. I think that's like a fantastic place to live okay so here's the mind fuck and here's how I can tell that we are getting old is that like our like our group of friends that we that were like the Tempe crew are outgrowing Tempe and moving to fucking Gilbert Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) okay but Gilbert's kind of beautiful and cool it is it really is I used to dog all the time in college in Gilbert and I always loved Gilbert I mean it was like kind of popping up back then it was like very beautiful very scenic Old Town Gilbert's so cute. Yeah. So the moral of the story is get you some friends who can afford to buy nice-ass houses and let you stay there for extended periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> and you keep throwing away $1,000 of rent every month. <laughs> and you'll never be able to afford a house ever because you want to live in these quote-unquote cool cities. Yeah, but it's okay because that's what friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I was literally looking at houses for sale yesterday and like New Orleans is just like I was like so I'll just like never own a house and like that's okay (laughs) and like I'll never be able to save or like own anything or like have I'm like that's like totally fine like I'll just throw my money away for like the rest of my life and like it's like totally fine actually (laughs) no I know it's fine different strokes (laughs) yeah um so what's new with you what are you watching what are you reading what are you what are you into oh i am actually reading a pretty good book i think you would like it a lot it's called the seven husbands of evelyn hugo um it's about this like iconic starlet whose careers have spanned like decades like since the like 50s you know like glamorous hollywood shit and Mm -hmm. She is now, it's, it takes place in present day. So she is like older and she like hand picks this freelance kind of like struggling journalist to like write her tell all memoir about her like life and her seven husbands and all her love and all of her adventures and all of her like Hollywood trials and tribulations. So the story is just kind of like back and forth between her relationship and this journalist and like her like flashbacks to her actual life. And I'm sure there's a reason why she has handpicked this particular journalist, but I don't know what that is yet. Oh, interesting. That sounds like it'd be a really good movie. Yeah, it does. And I feel like they are or should be making it into one. Oh. Yeah, I think you would like it. Um, We love the Hollywood. Um, I'm watching uh, not much. I'm just trying to like keeping up with my normal trash shows. Um, but I did start, I'm scared to say it because I'm sure you already have an opinion on it. Ginny and Georgia on Netflix. Oh, I literally have no opinion on this other than that. Okay. Well, (laughs) tell me about it. And then I'll tell you what my thoughts are about the incident. 
Oh, are you talking? Oh, okay. So I didn't even like know. Wait, are you talking about Taylor Swift? Yeah. I like didn't even know or put that together because I had read about that before I started watching the show. And then I watched the show and I was like, oh, this is what that was about. But the show, I mean, it's a total like corny cheese fest about like a very young mom who's like 30 and her 15 year old, literally 15 year old daughter. Um, they, I don't know. They've had some like come ups. Like the mom dates a lot and has had many, like multiple husbands and the most recent one just died. So they kind of like moved to a new town and start fresh. And like the daughter's in high school and the mom's trying to like find a job and make money and provide for the family and all that. So it's, it's just very like corny. There's like high school drama, but then like corny adult drama. It's, it's an, it's a nice mindless watch. You know, I like it. Is it similar to Gilmore Girls? Um, that's what, that's kind of what they, people say, I've literally never watched an episode of Gilmore Girls, so <laughs> I'm not the best person to ask that. Um, Megan, but they have, you knew this. I feel like I might have, but I'm just yeah. as disappointed now the second time learning this. Um, well, sorry to throw you off, but, um, they actually make a joke in the show that's like, we're like the Gilmore more girls but with bigger boobs or shit like that so um I guess you could say it's like that <laughs> wow you learn something new about your friends every <laughs> damn day <laughs> uh, no I like have heard so much about the show but I've never heard what it's like about and I don't ever really go to Netflix very often so like I haven't even like really seen like a preview for it um but I mean, everyone seems to be talking about it and likes it. So no judgment yeah. in here. Okay, so talk about. Okay. <laughs> so they made a joke in the show. And the joke was like, you go through men more than Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift like freaked the fuck out and like tweeted. Oh, God. You know what? Let me find her tweet because it was just like so Taylor Swift horse girl. Um, energy. It's so fucking dramatic and just like it's like what was what was the reason? What was the reason, Taylor? The, like why did you pick it was that? Like, it, it was major horse girl energy. Yeah. So she tweeted Hey, Ginny and Georgia, 2010 called, and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. Which, like, deeply sexist? I mean, like, girl, that's, like, a big stretch. Yeah. Deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horseshit as funny? Also, Netflix, after Miss Americana, which was Taylor Swift's documentary, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> That's, like, strong Facebook status in 2010 energy. Yeah. I was, like, because, like, the once again, if you maybe just didn't hear what I said, the joke was you go through men more than Taylor Swift. Is that, like, a very tired joke? Yes. I mean, she's literally been with Joe Alwyn for, like, four years. Yeah. But, like, is it poor writing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but also, it was a stupid throwaway line like imagine if like I don't know it's like you had to imagine how much work she had to put into that just to like just for one line like like, yeah it was a lazy bad joke that was like 
dated and like no one thinks that about her anymore. But so like to that point, I I mean and also like she did date a lot of men and that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's the thing. Like there's really nothing wrong with that. But like girl, you did date a lot of men. Like good for you. You pulled in some hotties. But like you did. And so it's like yeah. The joke was like just it was just stupid. And, but for her to be like deeply sexist, happy women's history month, I guess. Like, first of all, girl, you write music. You're not like curing <laughs> breast cancer or, or like, please chill. Like happy women's <laughs> history month. I guess you're gonna disrupt like disrespect one of the most important women in history. <laughs> like I know it's like just asking for so many different things like she brings up like sexism and like women's history month and miss americana and like it's like who was she talking to was she talking to netflix was she talking to the show was she talking to the writers of the show was she talking to the actors of the show because from what i've heard since then that like the actor actress like the young actors in the show who said it are kind of getting a lot of hate from it. Yeah. And these, and these are, like, young... It's, like, a young, diverse group of actors. And, like, Taylor doesn't need to go, like, sick her whole fucking fan base on them, you know? It's... You In know? the words of Taylor Swift, you need to calm down. Truly. Take your own advice, sweetie. I, I mean, that's something you would text, like, your friends in a group chat, be like, how fucking annoying. Yeah, but and like, like that was just like so Taylor uncalled Swift. for. Yeah, like you're Taylor Swift. Like people say, no, no offense. I mean, but just like being in the public eye, people probably say worse about you every single fucking day. I mean, we are right now. <laughs> I mean, I have like a two part episode yeah. on you. Really? But so I like, like this thing with like me it? hating Taylor Swift and like thinking she is annoying because like I know I do. But like if anyone tweeted this, I'd be like, that was very dramatic and like yeah. very unnecessary. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad you feel the same way. I honestly don't even know if I've reached the part in the show where they say that part, but I will report back. Okay. Well, I felt very um, validated after listening to Las Culturistas because they also agreed that she overreacted. And it oh, was, like, good. Very stupid. Ooh, okay, well, that says a lot that even they agree. I haven't listened to the new app yet. Yeah, and I was like, oh, thank God, because I thought I was being <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I hear it's a good show, and so yeah, I specifically think you like it. Okay, well, maybe I'll watch not, that. I'm not gonna go all like Bridgerton on you and like text you every five minutes to watch it, but I, I literally didn't like even it. text you once. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so please fuck off. <laughs> I know. I know. And you're being spiteful and not watching the last episode. You're doing it purposely to, like, Oh, I watched me. it. I watched it. Oh, you did? Or dare I say, I fell asleep to it. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> but I did I did watch the whole thing. and then, But then I fell asleep, like, immediately. And then I woke up the next morning. And it didn't really have, like, a huge impact on my life. <laughs> I just think the so scene... Spoiler alert. I just think this scene when they're at the ball and it starts raining and they like make up at that point was just so beautiful. And then when Lady, whatever her name is, like forced mm-hmm. everyone to go home because yeah. she knew that they were like making up. Ah! Yep. It was lovely. And and I do agree that like the one, not the one thing, but 
the thing that I love about the show is that it's so like visually appealing. Mm-hmm. So you were right that that whole scene was like very just pretty. Yeah. Ugh. God. Well, maybe I'll watch Ginny and Georgia. I've been watching. Well, I finished another series. I know who. Yeah. Um, I finished the series. Tell me your secrets, which is on Amazon Prime. Okay, I'm not familiar. It's a like murder mystery, like crime thriller. Um, it stars Lily Rabe or Rob. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She was a oh. friend in um, The Undoing, the blonde gal, blonde attorney. Yeah, she's in a lot of the American Horror Stories, too. Yeah. Um, so she's the main star. And so her boyfriend was a serial killer. And she gets sent to prison because they think that she helped him. But she has no memory. And so she gets out and she has to go to the witness protection program. And while this like psychiatrist tries to help her like remember, meanwhile, there's a girl that's missing or that's like been missing for years. And her mom thinks that like her, the, the serial killer killed her. And so she keeps going after Lily's character, trying to like track her down and find her to like take revenge. Um, There's like, there's like a huge, huge, huge crazy plot twist. It's like so good. It's kind of corny in parts, like, um, but it was really good. I finished it all in one weekend. Also, it takes place in Louisiana, which is always fun, but mm-hmm. um, really recommend. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Tell Me Your Secrets. It's pretty good. It's only like, um, like 10 episodes, maybe. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that does sound good. I will probably give that a go too. And maybe we can like report back. Okay. Um, and so then I finished that and then I've been watching season two of In the Dark, which is a Netflix show mm-hmm. um, about this blind girl whose friend was murdered. And um, there's just like a lot of ins and outs of like what happened and she tries to figure it out. Well, like she's blind and her friends help her. Um, it's like a, it's like a crime show, but it has like some lightness to it. It's like kind of quirky. So I've been watching season two of that because I watched season one last year and I really loved it. Um, yeah, I think I never finished it, but not because I didn't like it. Like, I liked it. I don't know why I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. And then I went back to it and finished like the last few episodes. And then I just saw that they put season two out. So since I finished Tell Me Your Secrets, I was like, well, let me just fucking watch this season. Yeah, true. Maybe I'll get back into it now that I know there's a season two. Um, And then I've also been watching, I don't know if I told you this last time we talked. I've been watching a lot of, um, from the, I started from the beginning and I've just been watching because I'm going to watch the whole series. Um, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> I like put that on when I like, don't want to like, you know, like just like want something like mindless and fun. Yeah. It still holds up. <laughs> okay, well, on that same note, I love that. And on that same note, I watch Riverdale when I'm in Phoenix because Gina watches Riverdale. Uh-huh. And that fucking show, have you ever gotten into it? Yeah, me and Katie watched it at the beginning of quarantine, and we watched the first season and, like, half of the second season before we were, like, 
because the first season was super good yeah and the second season it was like what the fuck and so we like gave up halfway through the second season i think the second season is actually the only one i haven't watched which is fucking stupid i know because i kind of just jumped around on it and like i chime in here and there like whenever i'm here and watching with people who actually watch but yeah we binged we binged the season over summer that's like Chad Michael Murray comes in and he's like the cult leader and like brainwashes everyone. And then there's like a hooded serial killer. But then in this season, the current season, there are aliens. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that all makes total sense. But, and it's just, oh my God, I just can't. It's so funny. It's literally, I crack up, but it's so unintentionally funny. Well, it's just, like, very campy, and I think that they're trying to make it very camp, like, unbelievably campy at this point, so. Mm-hmm. I, like, get why people watch it. hmm I gave up when they were at, like, the, du- like, the Dungeons and Dragons was, like, coming to life. That's when I was, like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You got it. For that reason, sharks, I'm out. <laughs> you have to appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. And- just like be able to laugh at it yeah definitely um also god i was wanting to recommend oh i i i listened to two i finished god i like starting to have a a really bad stutter lately so please excuse me on top of my list that i already have it's just been really great for me um I finished two podcasts that were just, like, you know, like, a series, like, not, like, an ongoing, not, like, this podcast where it's, like, when will this fucking end? Like, why do they keep recording every week? Um, I listened to uh, the Apology line, which was very good. Okay. It is about this um, voicemail that this man set up in New York City in the 1980s. And it was, like, a phone number you could call and anonymously apologize for things that you've done. And um, so people would call in and talk about, like, their affairs or whatever. But then people started also calling in about, like, robberies and rapes and, like, murders. And then this man – this is a true story, by the way. It's told by his wife. Um, This man started having a friendship with a serial killer that would call in all the time. Oh, my God. And you can, they kept all the tapes. So they actually play real tapes of like the real apologies that people confess to on the line. Um, cool. I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast like series. Oh, you should. They're so good. Um, so I highly recommend that one. It's only seven episodes. And then another one called Mommy Doomsday, which is a true crime podcast about the woman who like killed her kids. And she, like, wouldn't say, like, her kids, like, went missing. And she, like, wouldn't say where they were. Uh, mm-hmm. She, like, went to but Hawaii was, and, like, got married. <laughs> yeah, that was a recent story, right? Yeah, it happened last year. Um, and so Dateline and Keith Morrison narrates it. It's called Mommy Doomsday. It's, like, the number one podcast right now. Oh, cool. um, And it's only six episodes. Our- what? Oh, my you mean our podcast isn't? Our podcast is surprisingly not the number one podcast in the nation. Um, there's a great disservice and injustice happening among our podcast ratings. Um, 
people say it's because we're unreliable and bad and not professional, um, have no script, have no outline, there is no point. But literally eating while recording. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> but so yeah. Um, so that one's very good. Only six episodes, but super, super good. So highly recommend those as well. All right. Yeah. I'm going to give that apology. Want to try? Yeah. It was very interesting. Um, and the ending is like kind of wild. Um, so yeah, that's what we've been doing. That's a pop culture we've been um, working with and focusing on and engaging mm-hmm. with. Because we're two mm-hmm. little pop culture junkies. Although recently I feel like I've been out of the pop culture. I feel like I really am not interested in celebrities lately. I think it's just because I'm like, who cares? What is anybody doing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the Megan and Harry interview until Tuesday. Oh, well, let's get into that. Because I actually have not watched it. Because Ooh! I read enough articles about it where I'm like, I literally don't need to at this point. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry did a sit-down interview with Oprah because they recently completely have disconnected from the royal family and are fully living in California as non-royals now. Um, And so they did, like, a tell-all Oprah interview about, like, why they left. Um, And some pretty, like, sad things. Obviously, like, we knew why they left. Like, the... um, Media was just like British media was just like very awful to Megan. They they cut her down, do it like for whatever reason they could. Mm. They would like pit her and Kate Middleton against each other, even though they're like friends in real life. They pit like Will and Harry against each other. They like leaked all these things. Like it, they just like made her life like a living hell for no reason. And there's mm-hmm. just like no escape from it because like. The, the royalty the like wouldn't put a stop to it not that I think that they one I'm like a, like not on the British royalty side but I'm just saying like I don't really think that they're they like they can I mean it's like I'm sure they have like freedom of press there in some aspect um, right but so yeah they just decided like they just decided like you know, they don't want Megan to, like, end up like Princess Diana and have, like, this awful life where she's just, like, miserable all the time because of the the media. Um, by the way, I'm dog-sitting, so if you just heard a dog walking, um, he's in here now. But, um... Oh, well, welcome to my... <laughs> so, yeah, they, they decided to just... They didn't want to, and Prince Harry didn't, like, really want to be a royal anymore. He just kind of felt trapped in that life. And so they just, like, and, like, now they obviously have, like, a son. And so they just, like, wanted him to be protected. Um, And so they decided to just, like, not be royals anymore and move to California. And so that's kind of what the interview was about. Um, Just kind of, like, you know, the lives of royals and how, like, toxic it can be. Um, And Megan revealed that, like, it got so bad that she felt like she was, like, very suicidal at one point. Um, and that, like, you know, there's also, like, racial tensions because they were, like, concerned. Not they. I don't want to say they. I think it was, they wouldn't say who had said it, but they, 
people had brought concerns about like how dark Archie's skin would be because Megan is like a quarter black or like half black or I'm I'm not sure, but like very stupid. <laughs> yeah, but we all we all know it was Charles. <laughs> I was gonna say we all know it was Charles, but they refused to say who it was, but they did say that it was not the Queen and not Prince Philip. It was fucking Camilla. It's like we already know that <laughs> Prince here's my views on what I do know and here are my opinions mm-hmm. um, it seems like the queen and Prince Philip are kind and genuine and both Megan and Harry said that that they have a great relationship with both of them mm-hmm. and that they're both very understanding and loving and you know are there and support them um, I think that we all know that Prince Charles fucking sucks and everyone hates him. And I feel like even his own mom, AKA the queen um, doesn't love him. And that's why she hasn't like retired from, or like stepped down from the crown because she doesn't want him to like rule. Uh And then I, so like, and also like Camilla sucks and also Prince Charles, like definitely had princess Diana killed. Um, (laughs) Allegedly in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then I think that Prince William just knows that he, well, Prince Charles is, like, alive, that he just has to be, like, obedient. Yep. To some degree. Sorry of the hiccups. No, I have the exact same read on this situation that you do. It sounds like I agree. So I think that if we just got rid of Prince Charles, everything would be fine. Um, <laughs> but he's doesn't seem to be going anywhere but neither does the queen and neither does prince philip i mean prince philip just like had heart surgery and he's literally 99 yeah my god these people be living (laughs) yeah no kidding well it's like it's so rare for like the like the queen usually will step down at some point and like they don't have to die to like give away their throne you know they like usually will just pass it on and like retire but like she like refuses to retire and she's like in her 80s and I think it's just, she knows because her son fucking sucks. No. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the interview, I mean, obviously I thought the interview was really interesting. For me, the highlight was Oprah just saying what <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> hey. So that was my biggest, no, I'm just saying that wasn't my biggest takeaway. But I really... I really do love Megan and Harry. I've been like team Megan and Harry this whole time. And I want them like they, yeah, no one should be feeling like they don't want to live anymore because of what like the tabloids or like, no one should feel that way. So they got to do what they got to do to make themselves happy. Anyone who questions that or doubts that Pierce Morgan should go fuck themselves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm sad that they felt like they had to leave their family and like this long standing tradition and like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just like also like want them to be like happy and <laughs> not have to like worry about things like this. So right. I think they like, made the best decision like for their family. Yeah. They shouldn't have to worry about the health and safety of their family like that. And I hope that they feel like they made the right decision, which it feels like they do. But I will say I love them and I, and team Megan and Harry, but I do think that Megan is very like good at this. I yeah, I know what you're saying. 
And I know that people say that they're like, oh, she's like, blah, 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 blah. But like, yeah, it's true. And that's fine. She can be. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's it's when she says shit like, like the whole beginning of the interview, Harry wasn't there. It was just Megan and Oprah. And they were kind of talking about like Megan's like journey to like their marriage. And Megan was playing the whole like, I mean, when I met Harry, I didn't know anything about the monarchy and I didn't look it up because I didn't want to have any like preconceived like notion of him. I'm I'm kind of called BS on that because I'm just like she like there's like a picture of her visiting Buckingham Palace at like 16. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like you were a young like girl living in LA. So probably well, like, she was living in Canada, which the British monarchy rules Canada. The Queen rules Canada. <laughs> Right, but then and then then she moved to LA when she was like a little older. So it's like you were like a just living in like Hollywood, trying to become an actress at like the peak of Diane. So it's kind of like I find it hard to believe that you just didn't know any of this. But like you were of age to know everything about Diana and all about back in the day, like when Harry and William were in the news pretty frequently for being well. That's idiots. like. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's like Alaria Baldwin being like, I didn't know who Alec Baldwin was. It's like, there's no way you didn't know who Alec Baldwin was. <laughs> right. It's like, I get it. If that's your story and you want to stick with it, I get the motive there, but I just see through it. Yeah. Well, because it's like people like, and like, I can have this opinion too, where it's like, I mean, you knew, I think that like anybody knows like what they're marrying into. If you're going to marry into the British Royal family, like it's very obvious mm-hmm. that you're not going to be able to like live a free life. <laughs> and so like, yeah. I think that a lot of people are questioning like, well, then why did you like, you know, like, why did you do this? If you were like, so like shocked. So I think that's like why she's like is saying like, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, and I hear that, and and I get this is also, yeah, I agree with that, and this is also kind of what she is saying, that it's like, you don't really know it until you're in it. Yeah. Which I can't, yeah, which I can't imagine, but still, it's just like, why don't you just, why don't you just say that? You don't have to be like, who's Harry? Right. Like, we all saw Harry naked in Vegas. We all know that he dressed up as a Nazi for Halloween. I know. It's not a good look. I hate that one because I fucking love Harry. I really do. Um, yeah. Yeah, she she is like a very good interviewer. Uh not that I don't believe her. I do. And like I want her and I do think that she was like treated horribly. Yeah. But like I'm not like really on any sides. I'm on like everyone but Charles and Camilla. <laughs> Because yeah. it seems like the grandma and them, like, have a great relationship. And it seems like she, like, wasn't a part of it. And it seems like him, like, in, in the situation with Will, Prince William, is just, like, a hard situation due to the circumstances of which William probably has to be, have, like, a relationship with his father. Like, he has to. So, I'm sure, you know, because he's, like, next in line to be, you know, king. And so I feel like that's just, like, an awkward family situation. And then... Kate Middleton, it seems like she was just, like, awkwardly thrown into all of this, and she, like, really has nothing to do with any of it. Like, even Megan was, like, she's, like, a really lovely person, and, like, we never had any feud. Yeah, and when it comes down to it, like, I get that this is so another level of it, but, like, literally every family has drama. 
Like that's what I was gonna say. Like every just really standard family stuff, just elevated. (laughs) Yeah, it's like every sister doesn't love her like sister-in-law or her husband's sibling. You know, like that's not that's not normal in every family to be like bestie love fest. Like people have their shit, but this is just so elevated. Yeah. So. I think we just all know, like, Prince Charles is just the evil one. (laughs) And that's that. Yeah. Yeah. So, suck it, Camilla. (laughs) Go eat a bale of hay, you horse bitch. Um, So, yeah, that happened this week. I didn't watch it, but I read, like, every interview or every article about it so it feels like I've watched it mm-hmm. um, and then I felt like there was like one other thing I wanted to talk about before we talked about The Bachelor Army uh, oh, oh yeah there's a Vanity Fair article about Army Hammer and his family that came out today um, kind of just like the history of his family because he was like born into like you know um, like an heir type family Uh and just pretty much how like a lot of the men in his family are like um like murderers and like criminals and like powerful men who like hide money on secret islands and like are all kind of like sexual sadists so it kind of just like gave a history which we actually already knew because um army's aunt had written a book about her family because she she says that her brother and her father like sexually abused her and so she's like no longer associated with the family she's like cut off she works at home depot um like (laughs) out with her i know (laughs) she did write a book called um god I knew the name. Sorry, I don't know now. It's on Amazon. Her name's Carrie Hammer. <laughs> um, it's like called like Breaking My Birthright or something. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They mentioned it in the article, but I can't remember the name either. Um, so yeah, the, it didn't really give any new information. It would kind of just summarize all the information. Um, Have we seen like detailed statements like that though from the two women yet like the two women he was dating yeah because they they have been open about that to like multiple publications and um they went to um house of effie who was like the main girl that's like been releasing all this stuff so we've known about that okay um the book is called surviving my birthright by sorry not Carrie Casey Hammer. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you can get that on Amazon if you're so curious. But yeah, it was just kind of it wasn't like any like breakthrough information. It was like not an expose. It was kind of just like consolidating all the information into like one article. Um, and House of Effie on Twitter even said like she was like really disappointed in the article because they don't mention like the lawsuits and they don't really mention like. Casey's abuse and like go into her book or like things like that which I agree so I'm not gonna lie the beginning of the article was like pretty hard to follow <laughs> just well, they, 
they're like this person this old guy with this old guy got linked up with this old guy and they killed that girl but then it's it's like it was a little convoluted and yeah maybe I'm just dumb but (laughs) no it's hard to follow when it was like and that was his great great grandfather and then this person was his great great grandfather and this person his grandfather and this person is his like father and this person was his grandfather's son mm-hmm. and his uncle and like these are his cousins like I was like who 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 yeah like I'm gonna need a diagram please yeah um also they like put the same quotes and like they put quotes in the wrong places and then would use them again later in the article because I'd be like that quote like doesn't match up and then it would come up later again in the article and it did match up so I was like this article is messy okay yeah I noticed that too and I will, and some background on this, there have been, there's been talk about an Army Hammer article, I'm saying this for context, because I know that you know, but there's been talk about an Army Hammer article breaking for, like, months now. Like, ever since the original scandal broke, there's been word of, like, this bombshell article is going to drop, and I think we've talked about it on previous episodes of the podcast, but it hasn't happened supposedly the story died and then it was back and then we get this it's just like what the hell yeah like everything in this article I already knew so I was like and it's like very public on Instagram so I was like okay (laughs) yeah like this Vanity Fair writer really thought they did something well it's like did you not proofread because you have quotes in all the wrong places in this article yeah so not the thing I was hoping for um unfortunately yeah, I mean, honestly worth, worth a read if you want like a comprehensive look at it all I mean I read it all so I mean his family awesome. is like very interesting and it was like an interesting read about like the history of his family but I was like uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't murder anyone confirmed <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm the worst I'm literally like where's the juicy shit <laughs> I know and I feel bad because like obviously it's like right we don't want that but like yeah if you're gonna tease like this giant expose article with a huge bombshell like don't give me this uh like a summary of like instagram post by house of effie <laughs> yeah yeah dubois was mentioned in the article too oh i saw that <laughs> um so yeah that's all it that's all else i was gonna talk about um so let's talk about the shit show that is the bachelor yay do we have to? <laughs> God, I really think I'm done with this show after the season. I really think I am. This season has really rubbed me the wrong way. We because... need paradise. Maybe. But I don't know if that would even help. Because, well, first of all, did you see all the shit with Taylor Nolan? Uh, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> Um, I can't even like go into that, but I was like very disturbed, and I just want to stand by that I always thought she was a bitch, and it was confirmed. Yeah, she was always well. It's true. It's like she's always been the one that's like preached like emotional intelligence, and like she's literally like a mental like a mental health therapist, right? Yeah, she's a therapist. So what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So and well. Taylor used to be, uh, she was on the season of The Bachelor. I think she was on Nick's Vile season. Yeah, yeah. And. 
Oh yeah, Corinne. Oh, I wonder what Corinne has had to say about this. I'm gonna go look. Probably. Oh nothing. yeah, I didn't look. So on Nick's season, I stood by and was like, Taylor's such a bitch. She's so condescending. She's such a bitch. I cannot believe she's like a therapist. And then um lately she's been on Instagram being like tearing down all these other bachelor contestants and like Chris Harrison. For, like, all the... Rightfully so. I mean, they made terrible, like, racist remarks. But she's been, like, going the hardest at them. And mm-hmm. being like, these apologies suck. I refuse to accept these apologies. It doesn't matter how long ago something happened. It still happened. You need to suffer. Blah, blah, blah. Like, she has been, like, tearing these people down and giving them no chance to, like, um, like apologize or, like, try to, like, you know, grow. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. to each their own, I get it. But, (laughs) turns out she has a ton of old tweets. Um, And by old, I mean, like, the, the, like, newest ones were from, like, 2016. So, it was, like, between, like, 2013 and 2016. Not that old. Um, Where she is racist. She's homophobic. Mm -hmm. She talks shit about her... um, therapy clients she says that if you have a personality disorder you should just kill yourself by the way she's a therapist let me just reiterate that and she just really hates fat people yeah (laughs) might to be her number one enemy so i mean there's got to be at least like 40 tweets like this where she's talking shit about black people which she is black Mm -hmm. um well, she's mixed, like, biracial. And Asian people, she talks shit about Jewish people, she talks shit about gay people, she talks shit about, uh, God. <laughs> Just name one group, she's in it. She's covered it. And then she put out ver- numerous, numerous shitty apologies. <laughs> oh, and my gosh. I- We're so funny. Yeah kept like deleting them and then would put out like a slightly better but still shitty apology i mean she put out at least like three apologies (laughs) i love the one that's just like i knew those tweets were up there and i just left them as a reason for us to learn or some shit like that yeah or she was like i want to apologize to um like (laughs) any minorities i hurt um clearly I was like letting my white side show too much and I'm like girl white people suck as a white person I can say that but like none of this had to do with you like (laughs) being white like you are just a hateful person yeah and it's like to apologize to every single group you offended you would actually need like 40 different apologies so maybe that's what she was doing (laughs) maybe she's been silent on social media since and a lot of her um friends bachelor friends have actually like been like i'm really disturbed and disappointed by like what i saw well oh and she used the r word and she's like very best friends with uh vanessa grimaldi or whatever her name is Mm. and vanessa is a special education teacher and so Vanessa put out like a statement. She was like, I love Taylor. She is my friend, but I like am very hurt that she felt like she could use that the R word. And um, like I will hold her accountable and like hold her to the same 
um, standard as I would hold anybody else in this situation. And like, I'm needing time to reflect. Yeah. Like not a lot of people are coming from like coming uh, to her defense, which says a lot. Um, I also forgot that she was engaged. Right. Yeah. Um, to that one guy from Bachelor in Paradise. And she got engaged to Derek Peth, who I saw on the subway once. So oh. I'm creeping his Instagram. Oh, well, it looks like he got a little house with a little girlfriend. That's nice. Oh, wow. She's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I had no... <laughs> My subway fantasy is not gonna <laughs> I will say, me and Taylor work in the same industry, and we both worked in the same industry in Seattle, and I never saw her. Oh. Actually, this girl that Derek is dating has a... I don't want to say that she looks like Taylor. Oh, they're engaged. But they do have a similar look. Like olive skin, dark hair. I'm going to send them to you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she's been quiet on social media since. <laughs> yeah. But, like, no. That's just, like, the thing is, like, you cannot, like, cast stones at glass houses. Like, I mean, I hope she, like, realizes that because she was, not that these people didn't deserve to be, like, you know, reprimanded and, like, held accountable, but she was, like, tearing them a new one and being like, I don't accept their apology. It doesn't matter how long ago it happened. You still suck for saying that. And then for her to turn around and she's, like, the worst offender of all of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a good look. Oh my god. And I'm just like sick of this show because it just seems to be like every week it's like someone's having to apologize and then other Bachelor contestants of the past have to like make a statement and it's just like, my god, can we just get rid of this shit show as a whole? I know. They do need a break. Um, And by break I mean I want Bachelor in Paradise. I don't want another fucking season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I don't give a shit if Chris Harrison hosts, hosts Bachelor in Paradise. In fact, I feel like he probably shouldn't. And just give us what we want. Yeah. I think Bachelor in Paradise is like the only time that I'm like content with this sh- this little Bachelor nation. Because <laughs> right. lately it's just been like, God, it just never is ending. Um, also, yeah, Derek's fiance does look a lot like Taylor <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's the whole situation with Taylor I was like I hate to see it girl but <laughs> you've kind of been a bitch ever since I saw you on Nick Vile season mm-hmm. she's always rubbed me the wrong way I've always gotten like a vibe from her that I just did not trust now I know it's because she hates me because I'm fat <laughs> <laughs> God, she hates everyone but herself. Yeah, well, I think she probably hates herself the most. I mean, that just comes from like an ugly place. If only she just knew how to get therapy. No. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. So then let's talk about the past two episodes of Bachelor. Let's talk about the women tell all. I'm just gonna summarize it really quick. Um. Yeah, I truly don't have an opinion on that episode anymore. It feels like it was six months ago, and it was terrible. Well, yeah. I'm, like, I was, like, very disturbed because all the women 
came after Katie saying that she caused all the drama in the house because she told Matt about all the drama. And it's like the house is getting to a disturbingly like high level of mean girlness mm-hmm. that like I think she did the right thing by telling him. And all the girls came after her and being like, you opened your big mouth and caused all this drama and made us look bad. And it's like, honey, you made yourself look bad. It's all on video. Like, <laughs> like it's on tape. You're recorded. No one made yeah. you say those things. And she even said that, like, no one made you say those things. And, and no one, like, came for Victoria, which I'm like, she dragged you all to hell and back in her, like, drama and like no one had anything to say to her or like <laughs> I was confused same I I don't know like I said I don't have a huge opinion on it but I still kind of I still kind of stick with Katie dude I'm 100% team Katie when it's like I saw this woman tweet cause like Mari had said like you were hating on Sarah too until you like learned about her backstory. And then you told us, Oh, let's stop talking about Sarah. Like that's so fake. And someone woman on Twitter was like, no, that's like being a mature adult. Like you change your opinion once you get more information on something. Right. Right. (laughs) And so it's like, yeah, she understood that Sarah was like hurting, understood that Sarah like left her dying dad to be there and was like, Hey, you guys, I have this new information. Let's not talk shit about Sarah because she's going through it. Like, Katie was, like, the only mature person there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just, like, couldn't believe that, like, no one came after Victoria. Well, and then, like, when Chelsea, out of left field, I was like, Chelsea, you're a mean girl, too. She's, like, the one that came I know. for Katie the hardest. I know. That made me sad. Um, I will say Chelsea coming for her is, like, the one thing that made me question it. I was like, well, maybe Katie does suck, but... I don't know. I yeah, and then like they gave Victoria the real like sympathy edit, and they're trying to give Katie the villain edit. It's like no, no. Yeah, like no. It's Katie not, was like mature. Yeah, well, even not like, what we want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and then like also, um, Katie was like, I mean, because like they're like we're well, facing backlash now. And it's like, well, I mean, you did say the things you said. And Katie was like, okay, well, maybe that's your karma. And I was like, yeah, it is. And then Chelsea was like, that's their karma? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that doesn't even equate. And it's like, yeah, no, that's like your karma. You are a bitch on national television and people are going to come for you. I mean, I don't think it's okay to send, like, death threats, which is also right. what Katie said. But, like, I mean, if people don't like you because you were a bitch and a bully on TV then okay (laughs) so also I was like very shocked when they were talking about god what's her mouth spreading that rumor about Britney oh yeah I was gonna say that too they kind of gave Anna a sympathy edit too well yeah they gave Anna like a sympathy edit but then like Victoria, who, like, revved the whole thing along and was, like, talking shit about Brittany and also spreading the escort rumors, were, like, she, like, came for Anna then. She was, like, well, Anna, why did you say that? And, like, why did you think that you have, like, the right to talk about her personal life? I was, like, what? Truly a fucking mess. The whole episode. I was, like, I don't think I like any of you right now, but I still left being Team Katie. Oh, same, 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 same. Um... 
Well, and then, like, when that one girl whose name I can't remember, so sorry, was she was talking about how Victoria called her a hoe on, like, television. And Victoria was like, are you, like, a sensitive person? I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, what the hell. And girls just, and that always happens. There's a girl who doesn't speak all season, then finally takes that as her time to, like, audition for Bachelor of Paradise. And then just, like, pipes in and, like, comes at everyone and just like, wants to talk, 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 just to, like hear herself talk on camera. And I feel like that happened a lot in this episode too. And I feel like there were a lot of like girls who weren't there that should have been there. Yeah. Uh, like, well, Sarah was like, because <laughs> I don't know literally anyone's name, but there were some. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they had 38 girls. Go- girl, girl <laughs> um, <laughs> Goyles. They had 38 Goyles this season, but there was definitely not 38 women there. Yeah. Well, and then did you see that Heather was there and then they edited her out? Well, yeah, because that was in that TikTok, I think, maybe that I sent you that like people think Heather and Matt are supposedly dating now. Yeah. Which I'm like, well, that confirms it. Why would they edit her out? <laughs> so you think they are actually dating? Well, why would else would they edit her out? I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. Actually, I do. I feel like I know exactly what's going to happen. I think he chooses Rachel and they are not together right now. Well, yeah. Which leads us to, let's talk about... um... Oh, let me just say that um, on one last note. um, Abigail is like truly an angel of this earth. Like, oh my god. Yes, yes. I take that back when I said I didn't like there's no one I liked because I like Abigail. Wow, she truly deserves so much better. I know. Oh god. Um, so then this week's episode was the um fantasy suites episode. So he's down to Michelle, Rachel, and Brie. And so this is when he has like their his like one-on-one um dates with them. And if they go well, then he invites them to stay um, overnight. And that's, like, when they can, like, have sex and, like, be alone. Um, and so he invites all of them to the fantasy suite. Obviously not at once, but every date goes well. Um, and it's just, like, getting... I mean, this is, like, a typical episode. I, like, feel like I don't even need to go into anything because it's, like... This happens every season on The Bachelor. Like, usually they'll invite every girl to, like... Or guy to, like, the fantasy suites and... Um, Every girl or guy who's, like, a contestant is, like, very stressed and then upset that they're, like, with another person. And Yeah. Like, these dates were so fucking boring, though. They were. It was, like, pottery. Oh, and then him and Michelle's, it was, like, Pennsylvania Dutch whatever spa. They, like, covered each other in, like, oatmeal and, like, butter and, like, took a milk bath. Like, they were, like, making pancakes out of themselves. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then what did he even do with Brie? Poor Brie. Oh, they, like, went fake camping. <laughs> yeah. I know. I really like Brie, but I feel like she's gotten, like, the shaft this whole season. I feel like she just doesn't stand out to me ever. Yeah, but I think she seems lovely. Yeah, she does seem very lovely. Um, so, yeah, like, every girl's spiraling because they're like, okay, he's, like, with another woman. Like, am I going to get sent home? Like, I truly love him at this point. 
and they all told him that they love him and so far i mean he's only been saying it to rachel and he's been saying it to rachel since like week two since literally their first date which is like against the rules because they're not allowed to say it back until like i think the final episode um so i'm like oh he's just telling rachel all along he loves her but all these other women are like i love you and he's just like (laughs) yeah thank you for sharing that with me or his famous line, can I tell you something? <laughs> um, and so then, and I, I always hate this, I always hate this um, episode every season because even though like I have watched The Bachelor, Bachelorette for years and I know that it's coming and I know the whole like structure of the show, I always just think if I was truly in love with someone and a week away from getting engaged to that person, there's no way I can have sex with two other people. I know. Like, and it's literally after night after night. Yeah. So it's like, there's just like no way I could do that. It's like, cause it's like, well, truly you don't love that person then. Like if you're really about oh. to get engaged to someone, I would, I would not be able to like even touch another person. Cause I'd be like, I'm like in love with this person, which is like exactly what Colton did on his season, even though Colton's like a bad reference now because turns out he's like crazy. Yeah, but that didn't well, but I get what you mean. Cause like he was like so in love with Cassie that he couldn't, he was like, I can't be with any other, like I can't take any other girl to the fantasy suite because I'm so in love with her. And it's like, yeah, like if you were actually in love with someone and actually planning on marrying, like you would feel that way. Well, and he's also like a virgin, but um, also I totally just lost my train of thought because I was thinking about culture. Oh yeah, but like I guess that they don't always have sex. Oh, like you don't always have sex in the fantasy suite, but I'm pretty sure all these people fucked this week. Like you could tell. Well, it's also like been a quarantine, so it's like well. Yeah, like, they all got theirs, and props to you, but I agree with you about the being in love, that just wouldn't wouldn't sit right with me. Well, then, too, even though, like, I know the whole time you've been dating other women, if I knew, like, like, you proposed to me and we got engaged, and knowing that you slept with two other women, like, a week ago, while also sleeping with me, I would forever have trust issues. Sorry, I would. (laughs) And I feel like that's a big issue in some of, like, the other seasons. Like, I feel like that was actually a big issue with um, Caitlin and Sean, specifically. Yeah. So, I just, like, never liked this episode in every season. Because I'm just, like, if you're truly, like, ready to marry someone and, like, so in love with them, you would, like, not be able to do this. Like, it just, you wouldn't. So, yeah, whatever. But... Um... At the end of the day, he ends up sending Brie home, which I'm sure is like, God, I have the hiccups, sorry. Which is like no surprise to anyone. Yeah, it's not. She, like, I mean, just like watching it back, it's like clear that she's like not the front runner. Also, like, I've known since like literally week two that it's between Michelle and Rachel because I ruined it for myself on reality, um, Steve. But I still have some type of hope that it could be Michelle because I. Like, I'm so sick of this whole show by now, but I still think that they actually are, like, cute together. And, like, I see their connection, but now I'm just pissed because I know it's not her. I know. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. 
he ends up picking Rachel. Um, and Which then we've already had like three times, so yeah, <laughs> sorry. And like, yeah, I do wish he did pick Michelle because they did really seem to have like a great connection, but. I do feel sad for him because it does seem like him and Rachel really did have a great connection as well. And it seems like he really does love Rachel. But then, you know, all of the stuff about, like, her past came out. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that caused them to break up. So that has to, like, suck so bad to, like, finally, like, go for it and, like, be engaged and be like, I love this person so much. So then, like, have her, like, get canceled and you have to, like, break up with her. Oh, yeah, like, overall, in general, I feel really bad for Matt. Like, he seems like such a genuine guy, and this has been just, like, such a mess of a season Yeah, that he didn't deserve, but what are you gonna do? I know, that sucks so bad, especially... Oh, and let's talk about this of the episode. Oh, no. The, the converse... He has talked all season about how he does not have a relationship with his dad. He was raised by a single mom. His dad left. Um, Like, yes. And then they, the bachelor decided that they should bring his dad on the show. So Matt can confront him about all of his like emotional trauma with his dad. And it's like, I think, and like the conversation did not really go well because his dad was like very defensive Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that that conversation did need to happen. However, I think that it was very inappropriate to happen on The Bachelor, um, on yeah, national we, television. We should not have been watching that. And again, I felt really bad for Matt because, again, that whole time he was just like so eloquent, so well spoken with like our, he was like, he stayed level headed the whole time, which I can't imagine that would be easy. No. And his dad. Kind of like, I don't know. I feel like even I feel like Matt kind of just like gave in eventually, just to like stop it from escalating. Because I don't know. Did you get that feeling? But I did. I did a big time. Also, like his dad is probably not going to be genuine on like a television show. You know what I mean? Like, how much can you really say when you're being filmed for like national television? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they kind of just settled it for the sake of like nice like playing nice yeah but i was like suck but that was i know that was like really cringy oh and then like matt cried i know because his dad just like really didn't i don't know it was like not obviously like what matt was looking for but i just wanted to tell matt like you'll never get that closure from your dad like the closure that closure can only come from like yourself like Mm -hmm. accepting and like forgiving your dad and i don't mean forgiving in the sense of like you're my dad and like I forgive you for all the shit but like forget you know what I mean like forgiving spiritually like out of sight out of mind that's like not my as, issue in like, anymore. as in like closure yeah yeah but it's like that can only come from you Matt you don't need to try to get it from your dad because it's only gonna make it bigger I know but he tried oh god um he seems just so sweet I just feel bad for him <laughs> I feel like I want to be his friend because like yeah. I know he would date me but I just want to be his friend he seems like he'd be like a very good guy friend mm-hmm. which are rare mm-hmm. um and then next week um is when you know Rachel and Michelle will meet um Matt's mom and brother and um he'll get engaged to one of them 
aka Rachel. It looks like a lot goes down next week, though. Like I noticed that they don't even show a uh, like proposal scene. What if they just like cut it? And what if they just pretend that like Matt didn't choose Rachel? <laughs> I, I don't know. I almost kind of think that something like that might happen. Like they always show a proposal, but we like a scene, the teaser, but. Yeah, I, I would like to see it. <laughs> I would like to see it. Um, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, because they always show the person like standing there like nervous. Or even like a ring on a finger, just like anything. Yeah. Well, I guess it'd be obvious if they put like the ring on the finger, like who oh, it is. True. true. <laughs> but yeah, they or they, you know, yeah, they always show them like standing there, like waiting and like the scenery of like what it looks like. And yeah, they haven't shown that all season. I guess I didn't notice that until you just said that. Mm-hmm. I only noticed it um, when. When I saw the recent clip of the finale, I was like, um, something's missing. A hideous little set. <laughs> A Neil Lane ring. Yeah. <laughs> no shade to Neil Lane. He's our homie, but. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor us, Neil Lane, if we ever get engaged. <laughs> Although I will say that they always choose like the most hideous rings. It's always the square cut like Super Bowl type rings. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's a lie. I do remember seeing a ring. So maybe Neil does show up because I do remember seeing a scene where Matt's looking at a ring and I remember this because I thought the ring was fucking hideous. <laughs> it was one of those rings that have like the braided band. Like you know no. what? <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot. Oh, I hate those. Same. Um, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens next week. We ultimately know the outcome, but we don't know how it gets there. And I, God, I'm dying to see an after the final rose because I need to know the tea of, like, everything that's happened since. I know. Literally the last season with Tasia and Zach ending with, like, such a happy ending was nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> I need the follow-up drama. I need to hear how people are coping after heartbreak. Like, yes, I love Tasia and Zach. So it was nice to see them happy. But I don't want that this time. Well, it's just like, I need to know, like, how long Matt and Rachel were together. Did this, was this really the reason that they broke up? Mm -hmm. Are they Mm -hmm. friendly now? How is she coping? How is he coping? And is he actually dating Heather? Yeah. All these and more. Will be answered next week on the most <laughs> on the dramatic. Most dramatic. <laughs> I'm actually taking Chris Harrison's job. I support, fully support. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then Megan sent me a TikTok saying that, God, my worst nightmare, that <laughs> there's going to be two um, bachelorettes back to back. Well, not back to back. So they're going to have Katie. This is a spoiler alert, majorly, but we don't even know if it's true. They're going to have Katie um, be the first Bachelorette. So, like, Matt's season will end, and then in a few weeks, there'll be a new season of The Bachelorette. And then um, we'll get Bachelor in Paradise. And then instead of another season of The Bachelor, we're going to get a second season of The Bachelorette, and it's going to be with Michelle being The Bachelorette. So it's going to be 
Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette again. Yeah, but I just want Paradise now. Like, I'm okay with two back-to-back Bachelorettes, but I just, I want Paradise now. I don't want Paradise. I don't know. It could still be Paradise first. See, and I like The Bachelor more than I like The Bachelorette because I just, like, love when they're in a house together and the women just, like, go insane. But the bachelorette sometimes is just too much for me because I'm like, these men need to chill with their egos <laughs> and like trying to fight each other. Um, I wish we were having bachelor in paradise, bachelorette, bachelor in paradise. I wish, I wish we just had bachelor in paradise from here on out. <laughs> I know. But then where would we get contestants? <laughs> I don't know. Me, pick me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I wonder why they decided not to do a bachelor, another bachelor. Probably because they don't have anyone to pick. What about Peter Krauss? <laughs> what Please. about goddamn Ben Smith? Oh, yeah. Him and Abigail need to get together, quite honestly, uh, in my opinion. I don't know if I can handle that, though. They're so I'm, sweet. I'm so obsessed with both of them separately. But in- uh. well, where what happened to Mike Johnson? Hello, we need to see oh. him. Oh yeah, I heard that he is on Paradise. Oh, thank God. So yes, yes. Well, and there's just other more people that are like so good that like, yeah, we need <coughs> that we need to get back. This dog also has an opinion. <coughs> like pick me, Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> so. We'll see. I'm, like, kind of dreading having, like... God, just the thought of starting another season of this fucking show is, like, killing me. I know. Mm And so the fact that they're, like, we're already announcing that there's gonna be two Bachelorette seasons! Like, they're already, like, talking about it. I'm, like, please, God, just give me a break. (laughs) But... I feel desperate. I feel like trying to hype us up. But we're just, like, please stop. I know. I'm, like, just tell me who's on Bachelor in Paradise and just start that. Because now we still have to get through all of Katie's season of The Bachelorette before we get Bachelor in Paradise. And I'm like, please. Uh, well, hopefully there's some good dudes. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> um, well, that's all I have. Do you have anything? Nah, I'm going to go make some dinner. Me too. Okay, well, talk to you when I talk to you. Okay, so like five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, bye.